Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Tai. Dumb's Hit Music Station, F104, Louise Ty here with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by Angela Dorgan from National Campaign for the Arts and First Music Contact. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. So I suppose, firstly, tell me what National Campaign for the Arts is. So the National Campaign for the Arts is a voluntary organisation um, uh, of, uh, it's about, I mean, it's our membership has gone way up over COVID. Um, yeah, I With over a thousand organisations and individuals working in the arts. So it's artists, arts workers and arts organisations um, from all over the country. It's amazing. I suppose, especially at the moment, we need things like that that are looking at how we can help the arts and what we do from now on. Because I suppose even as we speak, things are kind of stopped or paused for the moment. Yeah. So I suppose the the NCFA has been going for about, um, I think, nine years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I joined about uh, four years ago and have been the chair for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, um, I've been working with seven others on a voluntary committee and we've been directing and responding and coordinating the sector's response to the government support or lack of Mm -hmm. for the sector, but also and crucially, um, taking in a lot of people's ideas from the sector. It's a very intelligent and innovative sector. um, And we firmly believe that the the fixes um, to recovery, first of all, stabilisation, then recovery will come from the sector itself. We just need support. So the way we immediately, uh, as COVID, wanted to assess that was we we surveyed our members and then we're, we're in regular contact then with the Department and Culture Ireland and the Arts Council, because those are the vehicles that get the funding, government funding, to the sector. Mm-hmm. Um, so in uh, May, then, we came up with a 13-point plan from the sector uh, that set out the roadmap for stabilisation for 2020 and then recovery and renewal um, of the sector into 21, 22, however long it takes. And as you say, um, we were the sector that was the first out, yeah. everything closed, mid you know we were just ahead of Paddy's festival mm. St. Patrick's festival my heart breaks for them they did so much work and their program that they were just about to deliver just fell apart but if you think about that program the workers the stage yeah. the tech the crew Thousands the, artists, of people. the plays yeah. the performances the dance the music that was programmed and um, just just got kicked to the curb and I suppose for us we feel the art sector will be the last back as well but okay. we'll also have the responsibility of coaching people like kind of getting people back out of their homes mm. and out to participating in audience and, and live um, and, and big venue events 
but we were also the sector that kept everybody company in isolation. Yeah. So people turned to books and albums and TV and, you know, the, the kind of example we kept using again and again was uh, normal people because yeah. it happened, you know, that was loads of Irish music. It was Irish actors, an Irish writer, an Irish director, an Irish company. Um, and and that they were all, you know, results of an infrastructure, an arts infrastructure here in Ireland. So we would consider that kind of amazing world winning output, the tip mm-hmm. of the iceberg. But there are theatre companies and um, mentors, colleges um, opportunities, all writers under that iceberg, building that sector so that people like Paul Meskell and and Sally Rooney and Lenny Abramson can can develop and and be world beaters. So it was about bringing the public, um, the government, um, and then crucially the investment around to that way of thinking. And what is our current situation with it now? So when we launched the plan in in May, um, I also, on behalf of the NCFA, joined um, was uh, invited to join the advisory group mm-hmm. at the Arts Council. So, while the NCFA were lobbying uh, government and TDs and talking to to the parties about the importance of the arts and running the Save the Arts campaign uh, for the Hearts and Minds campaign, mm-hmm. really, um, the Arts Council advisory group was developing uh, ways. So we called for 20 million immediate stabilisation funds for the sector because when you invest, when the Arts Council invests in companies, that's usually about a half or a third of the funding they get and an awful lot of um, organisations like ourselves and art centres and festivals then rely on ticket sales um, to keep the company and afloat so that they can pay artists and pay arts workers. Mm That evaporated. So yeah. we, we identified immediately, and so did the Arts Council in their own surveying, um, that there was a loss of about 2.7 million a month to wow. the sector. So we immediately called for that 20 million stabilisation fund. And then that Arts Council advisory group came up with a, a roadmap for how to get that out to the sector. Yeah. So um, that 26 million, or 25 million, came to the sector on what was beautifully um, timed, I thought, mm-hmm. on Bloomsday. Um, mm. So that was a real big win day for, for the entire sector because mm. the Arts Council got the 20 million. They knew immediately where to spend it. So over 9 million will go direct to artists mm-hmm. um, through bursaries. And those bursaries now are all out and open. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the closing date is next Thursday for like music bursaries and writing bursaries and, and stuff. And then the rest of it will go to stabilise the resource organisations, the venues, the companies, the annually funded organisations that hold the sector together mm-hmm. um, and to subsidise their funding to the end of the year. Um, and so that we then kept pulling or the second, that was our first ask of 13. The mm-hmm. second ask was the extension of the pandemic unemployment payment. Um, and that was announced last week as part of the July stimulus. Now, it's it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are working um, with an amazing accountant, Peter Daly, um, to to keep writing updated memos to the department, to our department, Department of Arts, um, so that they can keep feeding in the particular needs of the arts sector of the unemployment payment to the Department of Social Welfare. So it's an ama- it's amazing to have the department on our side yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, 
And then on Friday, um, our new minister, Catherine Martin, uh, from the Green Party, announced a further stimulus package as part of the job stimulus um, to the sector. And that was another 26 million. Um, so from yeah, from, from <laughs> April 3rd's um, initial announcement that 500,000 extra would be available to the Arts Council, yeah. To last Friday, we've now totaled, um, you know, 51 million. Um, and, and that was just done by the sector um, talking to their TDs. TDs, we had a, a great opportunity to go and talk to the COVID Oireachtas Committee. And we had a, a, an amazing hearing there of a really well briefed um, set of government representatives who were just great. really got mm-hmm. the message we were trying to get. So... Uh, a further 10 million has gone to Screen Ireland for various initiatives for TV and screen. Uh, the BAI has gotten 2 million more for sound and vision projects. Um, so that will reach kind of media and actors mm-hmm. and, and uh, stuff as well. And um, there is another 5 million fund, uh, which will essentially be a seat subsidy fund so that things like the Panto and bigger events can start to plan to come back even in. You know, if if you want to go to the Olympia now, they used to be able to sell 1,200 tickets. Mm-hmm. They can only now sell 15% of that okay. because of the two, the distancing. They have to keep so, the space, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But in order for the sector to keep going, for workers to be hired, for mm-hmm. artists to be hired, um, and for that ecosystem to keep going, that 5 million fund will be available so that that can all still happen. And that the um, the loss of ticket sales, that subsidy can um, can be gotten to, um, and then there's an extra couple of million. I'm not sure about where the NCFA has asked just for the 26 million to be broken down, mm-hmm. uh, but there's 10 million to gone to Creative Ireland. So the five million uh, seat subsidy initiative is in there. First music contact then um, got 500,000 mm-hmm. to. So we've come up with three. Um, strategies to get further funding out to more of the ecosystem so we're looking at accessing music agents managers labels publishers small independent mm-hmm. um arts workers in the music sector uh, so we have a subsidy um for that will go through the artists for agents who want to start doing smaller brilliant. gigs yeah, so brilliant. it would be available for smaller gigs and virtual gigs but we need to get back to the habit of not providing free content yeah. because art isn't free to make. So, we, you know, it shouldn't be mm-hmm. free to consume. So that subsidy will help people to start doing smaller gigs on a smaller scale. So, for instance, Whelan's um, will be trying to do gigs. Their capacity is 420. They can now sell 88 tickets. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is if that promoter is running a series of gigs between September and December, they can apply for uh, a subsidy to pay the artist so that the rest of their tickets uh, sales can can pay the, the rest um, of the infrastructure, like engineers and the venue and, and all of that. We're also then going to have um, marketing support for releases, either self-release music or mm-hmm. releases from small independent Irish labels between now and December mm-hmm. so they can hire PR. So what we're trying to do is incentivize a return to how we all did our work, mm-hmm. but to support Help. it and yeah. subsidise different areas so that different uh, parts of the sector can be hired to come back. Yeah. Because if you're in music PR, there's very little gigs. There's no festivals to sell. There's no gigs to sell. There's no... Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, 
um, what we're trying to do is, is to help the artists and the promoters and the managers all return to work albeit um, in, on a step-by-step measure. Yeah. But what we're hoping is that this stimulus for our sector can, you know, act the it same as the job that. stimulus investment yeah. is happening for the rest of the sector. Our sector are workers. They're arts workers, but they're still workers. Yeah. Um, and they need to be, everybody wants to work. Mm-hmm. Um, true. So it's about the entire sector um, to get back to a, a stage where they can, uh, start to put on plays, start to put on festivals, start to put on gigs again. And I think everybody wants to see them coming back because even when those Whelan's gigs were announced on Thursday, I just had the best day. I was like, music is back. I was so yes. happy. I think everybody is kind of, they want to go to plays. They want to go to music. They, like we, we as a culture in Ireland, we want this to happen. Yes. So it's amazing the amount that's been put into it and the amount of work that you guys are doing is incredible. Yeah, and well, we're still only at point six. Okay, <laughs> so we'd love more. if people kept. Yeah, well, okay. uh, we we also think that it's to stave off something like this happening again. Yeah. Um, we as a country don't incentivize philanthropy and sponsorship mm-hmm. um, in the way other European countries do. So, we're our next step is to look at fat and tax reform. Yeah. Um, but also, there are what's been amazing in this is the collegiality because we've had common asks between the arts sector and the tourism sector mm-hmm. and sports. And I think it's really interesting that we've all ended up in the same department because there's so many good ideas that a lot of us would benefit from. So like the PUP extension, VAT and tax reform, um, and also the idea of a universal basic income is something that would benefit and could Everyone, benefit yeah. so many industries. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful to be able to have those conversations at mm-hmm. that level. So... Um, in terms of the NCFA, for me, the big eye-opener has been the seven other people on the committee with me. We all have other jobs, yeah. um, you know, and just the just working with those people for the last four months to, and all of us working, the whole sector coming together, whether it was through a, a campaign or, you know, just lobbying your local promoters to put, you know, I don't know if people will have seen our Save the Arts posters yeah. going up around the country. Mm-hmm. And that was people like IPA and posters in Cork just giving us space for free. That's brilliant, um, yeah. The Irish Times giving us, you know, a free ad. Anytime there's a free ad space, they put our ad in. Just to keep the conversation live and keep it alive. Keep it and, going, yeah. Yeah, people like yourself who've like had us on to do updates and stuff. It's just wonderful to see you know, the conversation of everyone acknowledging how important arts are in our everyday lives because yeah. they are the books and the magazines and the and the TV shows and, you know, the idea that Connell's necklace was put there by <laughs> a costume designer <laughs> and that costume, you know, she yeah. had to work her trade and learn her trade and then, you know, yeah. go, do theatre, do work in theatre and other films. There was an infrastructure that led her up uh, to, to be in that position to be hired for that job so it's but it's wonderful to see people's faces going oh my god that's art of course yeah. it is it's all the things and we enjoy really isn't exactly. it exactly yeah. all the nice things yeah. but you know we, we mustn't forget that there are people who and, behind and them there are people who are behind them and mm. you know the um, report that the Arts Council commissioned as part of um, the advisory group activity was like stark, the EY report that they commissioned was that the art sector will contract by forty-two percent, wow. and while the rest of society of of business will contract by eleven percent, wow. and that's like it's it's under threat. And our mm-hmm. you know our 
kind of activity in all of these initiatives that we're running. Um, at first music contact and that NCFA are calling for, and you know, amazing companies are doing amazing stuff. Um, it's just to hold people in the sector so that they don't migrate because yeah. of financial demand. Yeah. But if you look at the art sector, like artists, are, are consistently below minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a Theatre Forum did a report last year that said the average artist earning was 10,500 a year. You can't live on that. No. Um, so there so needs to be more looked at even when does, we move past yeah, pandemic absolutely. stage. And yeah. that's why we, we still have those, you know, seven other um, items that mm-hmm. we need to get to. And yeah. I think just to hold, just getting support from that and people talking to their TDs um, and engaging with artists, or if you have the money or have the time, just as we start to put on shows, do come and see them. Yeah, absolutely. How you can know? people keep up to date with this and, and follow the progress? Well, I mean, there are so many arts organisations, but if you, National Campaign for the Arts will have updates on everything. Mm-hmm. So as stuff progresses or as we need people's help and support, um, it'll be on our website. So ncfa.ie and just follow us uh, um, and join our newsletter. Hashtag Save the Arts. Um, you know, if you have an idea or if, you know, if you want to just give a shout out about, you know, your favourite book or whatever, mm-hmm. just hashtag Save the Arts and, and Keep it's the conversation like, going, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful because we're such an amazing country, I think, yeah. for supporting each other. We really are. And I think, you know, if you if you're reading a book today and it's or if you're buying a book in the next week, it'd be amazing if you bought one from an Irish artist. Yeah. Or if you're gonna buy an album, you know, have it be from an Irish And there's such great music and authors oh and everything we are at the moment we have so much yeah we are <laughs> so world and you know and i think if you can and if you have the opportunity like everybody else you know i'm i'm very consciously now buying irish food i'm very yeah. consciously shopping in irish shops small shops and i think if people just remembered to do that for the arts as well mm-hmm. um i it would help along all just help each other yeah. come out of this yeah, yeah. and thank you so much for chatting to me Thank you so um, much for having me. We will talk again later we'll on and updated, we'll keep updated. Definitely. Yeah, I'd love that. And thanks for your support, Louise. You'd be Not great. at all. No problem at all. Thanks so much. Thank you. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.